Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Wednesday, man. Yeah, brother. Glad to be here with you on a Wednesday in the middle of the week. December 15th, the year of our Lord 2021. Maybe. This <laughs> month is flying by, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is. It is. We've got only half of a month left, and this year is over. I know. It's crazy. I th- you know, 2020 lasted for five or six years. For me, 2021 has lasted for five or six months. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere in there. Time started moving again. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. But we're but, in uh, Matthew yeah, chapter 15, and this... 15 minutes is moving pretty quickly, so maybe we should read this paragraph and talk about it. Well, if it feels like that to you, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and read the paragraph we read yesterday, Matthew 15, 10 through 20, because we didn't get to talk about the purity and the defilement aspect of this paragraph. So I'm going to read that from the English Standard Version, Matthew 15, verses 10 through 20. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone, they're blind guides, and if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. So we see the connection, particularly in verse 20, about eating with unwashed hands does not defile a man. And that seemed to be where the Pharisees began attacking Jesus at the beginning of the chapter. Yeah. Uh, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. God doesn't care about that is basically what Jesus is saying. Yeah, and so the idea is my hands are not clean ceremonially. I'm touching the food. What's that make the food? Unclean. unclean ceremonially. Now I've taken this into my body. I'm going to be unclean. It makes me even more unclean. Yeah, you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? Guy go. And so Jesus is going to correct that notion uh, and give a pretty good public rebuke to the Pharisees about what they think about all their traditions and to teach us a very valuable lesson about the heart. The heart is not defiled by food. We mentioned this yesterday, I just want to repeat it again and uh, bring it back to the forefront. Peter says, can you explain this parable? Yeah. And as as we, in our conversation yesterday, talked about, I think maybe Peter doesn't get what's going on here. I don't see this actually as a parable. And the fact that Peter calls it one doesn't necessarily make it one. Well, let me just muddy the waters here. So in verse 10 and 11, Jesus says not... What goes in the mouth defiles a man. That does not seem parabolic. However, when you get into uh, this idea about uh, every plant my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted, now we're kind of getting into some imagery. Well, that's certainly. Or blind leaders of the blind. That seems like imagery. Oh, that's true. That's true. Whatever it is Peter asks about, what Jesus chooses to teach about is this initial statement that... uh, offended the Pharisees when he said that it offended the Pharisees. They were offended to hear that it didn't matter whether or not you washed your hands, that Mm -hmm. what went into your mouth did not 
affect your heart. And Jesus points out, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about what goes into your mouth as if I'm talking about something else. I'm really talking about what goes into your mouth. You you pull you break maybe, the bread apart, you put it into your mouth, that is not impacting your heart. Maybe what he's saying here is so contrary to the tradition. Peter jumps to the conclusion. This must be a parable. This must be a parable. This must be something different. <laughs> Who would say that it doesn't matter, that it doesn't defile? Who would say that? And so then Jesus just makes it painfully, obviously clear. Peter, think about this. Mm-hmm. What you put in your mouth goes to your stomach. It doesn't go to your heart. Mm -hmm. It goes to your stomach, and then it is expelled. It passes through the bodily system, and it is gone. And it does not impact your heart. Mm -hmm. Jesus here, of course, is not talking about physical health, which probably there's some great things that we can learn about that, as folks today seem to almost make eating healthy as if it's a religious uh, requirement uh, and and yeah, are but, you talking about like heart health and yeah, cholesterol yeah, isn't and it, lipids and isn't all those it interesting things? that even in today's world what what word have we chosen to use when we talk about eating healthy oh i'm eating clean hmm. we we've adopted this religious language i don't want to get sidetracked on that let's just get back to jesus point it's His, not it's not because we're about to have a lunch break um, <laughs> let's not talk about that but uh, Jesus' point is, what goes into your mouth goes to your stomach, and then it is voided, and it is waste, and it is, it's, not, it's not going to the heart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The heart is what we're trying to keep clean. The heart is what needs to be protected. He says, but here's what does defile a person. What comes out of the mouth? Yeah. Now, I guess what maybe, a reversal. maybe there's a little bit of a parable nature here because he's shifted from talking about food to talking about speech and behavior yeah. and conduct. Yeah. And he's using this idea actually of what comes out of our mouths, even as a little bit of, I think, what is it, synecdoche, the idea of part for the whole, your mm-hmm. speech in ref- as as a reference to our entire conduct of life, the, mm-hmm. the way we talk, as a reference to the way we behave and the way we act. Because then he lists some things. And right, they're not, right, right. They're not all just speech Not all things. about speech, is it? Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. And, you know, the interesting thing is evil thoughts, that's actually still even just in my head. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and I guess the only way that you reveal that is by your words. Well, no, evil... No one's th- going to know what your thoughts are, but... Evil thoughts become murder. Evil mm-hmm. thoughts become adultery. Evil thoughts become sexual immorality. Evil thoughts become theft and false witness and slander. And these are the things that defile a person. The things that we say, mm-hmm. the things that we do, mm-hmm. the way we act, the way we behave, that is what defiles a person. You know what's fascinating about this list is uh, what have the Pharisees been doing and saying about Jesus up till now? Slander? Yeah. False witness? The slander, the false witness. Evil thoughts? Evil thoughts. Conspiring to murder? Yeah. Yeah. That this list really, really puts the, the, or hits the nail on the head to these Pharisees, even in their midst. I mean, it, it turns the tables. You, you Pharisees don't like my disciples not washing their hands and are accusing them of an uncleanness. But look what's coming out of your heart and out of your mouth and even about me. Yeah. And of course, broader application, because all of us need to understand that. So there's some other things there. The the fornications, the adulteries, those kinds of lusts. Um, you know, this this is a good lesson that we all need to learn. But uh it's to my mind, it is it is its own 
um, charge and conviction against the Pharisees for the very things they're involved in at this time. It ties back to Jesus' previous argument in that first paragraph of the chapter where he rebukes them for having traditions mm-hmm. with, through which they would violate God's law. And there he brought up this idea of Corban, or what was devoted to God. And so they're supposed to honor their father and mother, and Jesus demonstrates that part of that honor is taking care of them in their age. Mm-hmm. It's not just saying nice things to them and about them, but caring for them. They raised you, they cared for you as an infant, as a child, and raised you up, and now that they're no longer able to care for themselves, you're supposed to care for them. But what the Pharisees had done was come up with an, a tradition, and it, it was a seemingly good tradition. I'm going to devote this to God. Well, it's mom, dad, this is devoted to God. I can't use it to take care of you. When you say this, you're talking about money or some kind of resource. Money, material goods, wh- yeah. whatever it was that they might say, well, this this was the part that would be yours, but I've devoted it to God, and surely we all recognize that God should take precedence over my parents. I mean, even Jesus himself has said that. And so that means, well, I was going to take care of you, but, you know, God got this first, and and now I'm not going to honor my father and mother. And so it, just, it, it just to really get this hard. out. Yeah, I'm sorry, and get out. Yeah, just, just to get this out. That is behavior mm-hmm. that is evil, and defiling. When you don't honor your father and mother, Jesus points out that is defiling behavior. And then he wraps it up with that statement from Isaiah that their worship is in vain because they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How amazing that is because they're acting like their heart is close to God. Mm -hmm. My heart is closer to God than it is to my parents because I'm all this stuff I would have used to take care of my parents. I'm devoting to God. See how close my heart is to God. And Jesus says, no, it's not. Your heart is defiled. And I know because look at your behavior. I was just going to say, it is hard to imagine when you, when you unravel all of that, it is hard to imagine a people who I guess in their minds are they would chalk it up to zeal or devotion to God, but who would deprive their parents, who would watch their parents in deprivation, and that in the name of honoring God. That is twisted. It, it is twisted. It is twisted. At the same time, we have people that have evil thoughts and murder and adultery and sexual immorality and theft and false witness and slander, and all of those things are twisted. And that's what Satan does. He helps us twist the law of God to justify whatever pleasure, whatever pride, whatever materialism I want to pursue, whatever is going to make my—whatever I think makes me happy, uh, it's— Satan will will twist things so that I can I I can justify that and and you and I from the outside looking into it just how could you justify that? But the reality is there have been plenty of things that I've justified, and I think it gets excuse me I think it gets back to as Jesus talks about the heart. You know this is not new for Jesus, right? Excuse me, this is not new with Jesus. The idea yeah. of protecting our heart. Uh, back in the Proverbs, Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Yeah, Keep your heart with all vigilance. That's what we're supposed to protect. Our heart is supposed to be protected. And we're not talking about the physical health of our heart. We're talking about the spiritual health of our heart, the sanctity, the holiness. If our heart is defiled, then our whole body is defiled. Yeah, I was thinking about some of those teachings earlier, again, in the Sermon on the Mount. You've got the Beatitude, blessed are the pure in heart. Mm. They shall see God. Mm-hmm. And the business, I think you alluded to a moment ago, about even with the eye. If the eye is evil, the eye has gone bad, how great is the darkness within? Well, yeah, that actually I was just thinking about that myself, that uh, 
when we think about protecting our hearts, what mm-hmm. Jesus has pointed out is that what goes into our mouth doesn't affect our hearts. So, what so, what what is getting our, our hearts? hearts. Yeah. yeah. What and I think it is. You just brought up that passage about the eye, and I think when Jesus said that in the Sermon on the Mount, he was showing what impacts the heart. The eye is the lamp of yeah. the body. What goes into my eyes is what gets into my brain, into my heart, into my mind, into my being. It's what I fix my attention on. Not only my eyes, but my ears, ears. what I listen to. And this is absolutely utterly important today. There's so much in our culture around us that it's just, I mean, we are on information overload. Well, and, and I believe that, um, I believe that the devil is actually very good in teaching and indoctrinating his messages, bombarding us constantly to choose that wide way and that easy way where everybody's going and, and, and in an insidious way, because those messages come in the most entertaining popular mediums unwitting yeah unwitting we, we don't, don't we, know that it's we don't happening even realize we're being taught and shaped and molded by the messages around us and all of a sudden we're singing along with a song that's actually glorifying adultery and sexual immorality or vengeance or anger hatred i mean just all kinds of things isn't isn't the devil called the prince of the air Yes. The prince of the power of the air, something along those lines. <laughs> oh, now you're going to make a connection to what's just going through the airwaves? Well, yes, I was. <laughs> and, you know, I think that was written a long time before we you, we talked about the airwaves. But, but honestly, it's in these entertainments. And like you said a moment ago, you're just singing along. What are you singing along? What's coming out of your mouth now? And it's just Murders, there. adulteries, fornications, because, because all that kind of content is put to a good beat. Yep. Yep. And it's just there and we're just swimming in it. And like a fish, we don't even know that we're wet. We don't realize that it's surrounding us, that we're just covered up in it. And this is, this is when education is most successful when we don't realize we're being educated. And this is why even here, like on text talk and our conversations, why in our Bible classes and our churches, we, we really are at a bit of a disadvantage because when people know you're trying to educate them, that's when their guard is up. Right. When when we they, think they're we're gonna just, be like, "I'm a tough sell. You're yeah. gonna really have to persuade me here." Yeah. When we think we're just being entertained and don't realize we're being educated, that's when it gets in, and we don't even know that it's impacting how we think. Man, you just opened up a can of worms, but we got to stop. Well, I think it was a good uh, a good direction to go there. It was absolutely. <laughs> I think we should wrap up and. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and lead us in a prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, We are challenged today as we see the power of the heart. You've created us this way. You've instructed us about tending this heart and guarding this heart and not putting the the emphasis and the priority in the wrong places. Um, God, help us to appreciate that what is coming through our eyes and into our ears and into our heart, it matters. And it comes out, Lord, in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds. We want them to be those things that glorify you and and our true uh, disciple actions and intents to bring glory to Jesus. Father, help us to not fall into the traps and the ways of these Pharisees. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.